0: Hey guys, this is Heath. And this is David. We're just two guys having real conversations about church. We've had a lot of experiences, had lots of ups and downs, and so sometimes what we have to say can come across cynical.
1: Our experiences and faith have led us to a place where we can ask hard questions and talk about things often left untouched. On that note, enjoy the episode.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 4 of the Tebby Church Podcast. I'm Heath. And this is David. And today we're talking about celebrity culture in church. It's like make-a-churches, celebrity pastors, uh, things like that. Also, before we get started though, it is almost fall outside, David. Well, fall, fall everywhere else in the world except for in sunny Arizona where you only uh, get two seasons. But... Right. That means the return of football, and that also re- means the return of forever disappointment for me as a Cardinals fan. Well, we don't know,
1: so we just finished game two a few minutes ago and lost. And lost. But but they tied the first game, so it wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not too bad, but I'm, I just, here's the thing. I'm just happy that I got to spend seven years in, in Boston, and uh, I was able to process through my hate of the New England Patriots. Right. And now I'm a fan of the New England Patriots. Second, A second, second-hand fan.
1: Well, you did something I can't do.
0: <laughs> well, so it just means that I get to enjoy
1: winning sometimes okay. from time to time. <laughs> okay. Well, one of, the day, one of these days the Cardinals are going to be a winning team. One of these days. One of these days. Let's bring back Kurt Warner. If you can bring him back, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> All right, anyway, so uh, – all right, David, What? Uh, let's go ahead and kick us off.
1: Yeah, so um, a lot of people um, may or may not know about what we're talking about here. So there is, uh, at least within the Christian world in America, there is such thing as like a Christian pastor, or sorry, a Christian pastor. <laughs> there is such thing as a Christian pastor. <laughs> that's well, true. That's it's a real thing. Look it up. As a celebrity pastor. um just like some like a lot of these guys that are celebrity pastors will have kind of almost like a celebrity church really well known like household names within Christian families in America at least um, it's an interesting culture it's kind of a weird culture i've like i've brought it up to people that aren't christians and uh, i've even seen some people seem almost like concerned <laughs> or 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 if nothing else confused about it yeah um so That's what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be diving into it, some of our thoughts. Um, So we've got a lot of information. I think that this is going to end up having to be a two-part episode. Our first two-parter. So Yeah, we're moving on up. (laughs) Moving on up. So first of all, I just want to give a little bit of context of what our backgrounds would be with uh, churches that might be considered celebrity churches. Um, So for me... So I, another thing I wanted to explain is that not only are we going to be we're going to be mostly focused on the churches and pastors that are celebrities and are really well known throughout the world, even but especially throughout the United States. Um, however, there's also a very real culture of churches that are like aspiring to be like these churches and could even be one of those one day, maybe you know, or, or at least have. Kind of almost like a celebrity, type of influence over the the culture that they're in or the area that they're in, like the maybe the city or the county or the state that they're in. Uh, yep. So maybe not necessarily worldwide known or country known, but countrywide known, but but maybe known really well throughout where they're at. Yeah. So some of my background, um, i like I've said before, I've worked in several churches in the past. Um, I've worked at a, I didn't work, well, one of the churches that I was at, I led some worship at and was kind of being trained there. And, um, on a Sunday when I was there, I think it was somewhere between like 10 and 15,000 people on a Sunday, something like that. That's one giant church. It was pretty big. Um, it wasn't like, it it would have been considered a mega church. And so a mega church, if, if you don't know what that is, I think the official definition is a church of at least 2000 people. Um, so that, that definitely fit within that range. Um it wasn't like worldwide known uh necessarily, although there it did have multi sites to it, um and we might talk a little bit about that later. Um and, and I think some of the sites were throughout the country even. Um but uh it was really well known without throughout like its city and and, and even like the, the county that it was in. Uh, Was was kind of celebrity status there at least, just not like, you know, not somebody, just anybody, any Christian would know about. So I I had um, some experience there, and I also have some experience. uh, I worked in a church when I was working there on staff, and and I was a worship leader leader there as well. Um, I think when I was there, it was about six, seven hundred maybe, on a Sunday. And, uh, and so that's kind of my experience with uh, larger churches that that might be kind of aspiring and again the thing that kind of sets these apart is they they were kind of like aspiring to be like celebrity churches drew a lot of influence from some of the celebrity churches that are out there today um, and uh, and Heath and I currently attend a church which is kind of where we met um, that that would definitely be considered like a celebrity church Um so, what are some of your experiences, yeah. or what's some of your background? Yeah, I mean, some of
0: my background is definitely not with anything as big. Um, I think the the last two churches I attended um, were probably the bigger, the biggest churches that I've that I've attended as as a as an attendee. I've never been really on staff per se. Uh, I've taken a lot of volunteer leadership roles through a few different churches. Um, and most of those churches that I were that that I was in those capacities were around, you know, the biggest one maybe around four to five hundred on a Sunday, um, and then a little bit less than that for sure. I mean, I was a leader at a church plant, so a lot less than that, right? We had like twenty or thirty, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah. So I mean, I'm more of a from a fan perspective, I guess you would say, like if if you're gonna call them that, right? If you're gonna keep the same terminology for celebrities. Um, where, you know, I would tune in and listen to some of these pastors that have, you know, more influence because they're well-known. You know, so guys that I I enjoyed listening preach, like Stephen Furtick and Levi Lusko, um, which they lead you know, to some of the biggest churches in the United States um, and are definitely, you know, well-known throughout, probably worldwide at this point.
1: I'm just out of curiosity, are any of the churches that you were a part of, um, were any of them kind of like or at least to your knowledge were they like aspiring to be like heavily like like larger influence or anything like that then so I
0: think the church plant that I was a part of I think a lot of the leadership and and stuff from that um from that church they were heavily influenced by like the mega church yeah um, environment they yeah. came from a mega church right um, and they drew their inspiration and listened to a lot of mega church leaders and pastors um, and stuff like that. So I think that that was probably their, you know, big dream, right? If you have like a, if you have the giant dream that you're chasing, it's that they wanted their church to blow up into a multi-site, very large, mega church. Right. I mean, and, and the heart behind it's great. It's that they want to influence as many people as possible and cause, you know, maybe for us to be not as effective as we could have been had we, you know, dreamed at the level we were at rather than keeping to dream bigger, you know?
1: Yeah. It's interesting. So it is, it is definitely an interesting culture, and I, I know, like you were just saying, that a lot of the, um, the churches that you were at may not have been uh, looking to be a celebrity church necessarily, but probably were drawing a lot of influence from other celebrity churches, and it's, it's, I think that's kind of interesting, just the fact that uh, it, it seems like, for a lot of churches, it's, it's hard, even if they're not aspiring to be that, it seems like it's hard for them to, to even get away from at least in the modern church, like churches that are aspiring to be like a modern church, at least they, they have a hard time even getting away from at least drawing influence from those churches. Yeah. And I think that
0: like church culture has changed a lot. I think we're even starting to see the beginning of a shift in church culture again. Um, But I think throughout, you know, what dominated church culture from the late nineties through the two thousands was that mega church movement. Right. Um, And So I think pastors kind of started to see a different vision of what success could equal and maybe pressure that that was the only way success was equaled is if you grew your church into a megachurch status and had the influence and the presence uh, nationwide and things like that. And so it definitely put undue pressure on a lot of pastors. And and we'll talk about some pastors that have fallen because of that pressure. Um, Yeah, yeah and other reasons, just yeah. poor decision-making sure. and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm happy to see a shift. I mean, I, that I perceive as a shift. I don't think yeah. it's anything that's like really in your face yet, but I think definitely that a shift is coming and it's inevitable.
1: Absolutely. Um, so do you know who I, I mentioned this to you recently. Do you know who, um, John Christ is? Yeah. 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 I love John Christ. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily like a fan or anything, but I did see a video of his recently. Um, where so he's a comedian he's a christian comedian and he kind of makes fun of or jokes within the he would almost be like a christian celebrity in himself like a yeah i mean because he's he's only known as a uh, comedian but with, but within that um uh, yeah he's culture. huge in the christian culture yeah and i like and if if you didn't if you don't know much about that culture his his humor wouldn't make any sense i don't, I don't think
0: yeah, I think that you would have to have s- some of the things he does is funny, but I think that like that's applicable to everybody. But I think a lot of right, his right. a lot of his jokes come from context, the inf- yeah, context and yeah. influence within the Christian culture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I saw a video of him. Um, if if any of you guys know what like fantasy sports are, where you like draft your own sports team before the before the seasons begin season begins, and then however well your players do. Uh, you get points throughout the season. So he's got two videos right now. One is uh, where it's like a celebrity pastor draft, and they, they draft pastors. And then he's got another one where they draft um, worship leaders because a lot of worship leaders become uh, – so like the music lead musicians in the church, a lot of these guys become famous as well. Um, so they're almost like their own like
0: – Brand.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, – so anyway, I just think that it's interesting that it's to the point now where we would even have comedians pointing that out as that's a thing where like, well, this guy's really good at this or this guy's not as good in this area, but he's really good at this. You know, I and, just think that's kind of interesting.
0: And it really is. I mean, honestly, like I think it's a it's it's funny, but I think it's also like a kind of like a – that that's a real comparison. Like yeah. you can almost compare – celebrity pastors to like athletes in a way where you're like, well, you know, his gifting is here or he's good at here. He's good at teaching or he's good at um, encouraging or he's good at this. So if you're like, if you're looking for encouragement, listen to this guy. If you're looking for good teaching, listen to this guy. Right. And it's almost like they have specialized skills in a way,
1: which is just inter- interesting. It is interesting. It is. Uh, so. I came up with, I believe it's four groups of celebrity pastors that I came up with. new segment called David's Groupings. David's Groupings. This not. So, this is not a segment. This is
0: not,
1: <laughs> So not. That, so I want to apologize to all of our listeners. I know you're really looking forward to the top 11. And, and unfortunately, we're not going to have a top 11 for this.
0: So um, if that's all you're listening for, just shut us off. Just right shut it now. off
1: right now. <laughs> so what we will have in place of that is my groupings. <laughs> <It just laughs> we're we're, we're going to have to come up with a better name for it than this. <laughs> but David's Groupings, that's what we're going to call it for, for right now.
0: It uh, doesn't sound right. All right. So ahead.
1: my first group is what I call, it's got a couple of names. So it's got my, my official name, and then it's got my, my nickname that I gave it. So the official name is the good-looking slash stylish group of pastors. Okay. But the nickname is... Justin Bieber's BFFs.
0: Justin Bieber's BFFs. That's
1: the name. All right, who do we got in this? So week? these guys are Judah Smith, so he's a pastor up in Washington State, um, pretty famous guy, and he's actually really good friends with Justin Bieber. This is not a joke. I uh, believe he was like a, a, a big mentor in his life at one point. I don't know if he still is. Uh, Carl Lentz, uh, who is pastor at uh, the the New York site of Hillsong Church, and, um, again, a mentor to Justin Bieber, like really good friends with Justin Bieber.
0: I love me. I love me some Carl.
1: Uh, next guy is Chad Veach. So his church is Voo church. No, 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 it's not. It's, uh, I'm getting them mixed up. It's the it's one Zoe. in LA. Zoe, Zo Zoe, Zoe or Zoe. Is I, it Zoe? I don't know. I don't know, but it's in Los Angeles. Again, he's like friends with all these guys that are friends with Justin Bieber, which I think is really interesting. I
0: think he's also Chris Pratt's pastor.
1: I believe he is. I think that's right. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Shout out to Chris Pratt. Yeah, come thanks on, for, Chris. thanks for tuning in. I love, I love that you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, keep on listening. Uh, next guy in this list is Rich Wilkerson Jr. And again, these guys are all friends. Like so far, all the people I've named, like I've seen them like be at conferences together and like hanging out with Justin Bieber. And like, and I'm not joking. This is a real thing. Like they all hang out and are, are pretty good friends. I believe. I would also call this group. This is Heath's name
0: for this group, okay. and that is the hipster pastor.
1: So that's a good name for it. That's the, maybe that's and, what I was going for.
0: And not even like derogatory term. Cause I think hipsters get a bad rap sometimes. Yeah. Like they get made fun of a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's fine. Right. <laughs> Cause they are kind of odd characters, but, yeah. uh, but I'm not going to lie. Like I wish I could pull off a hipster look. Yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. You would? one hundred percent. What would
1: you do? So I want to know. So listeners, if you don't know what Heath looks like, if you don't know Heath, and you're listening to this, go to go to our Instagram page. Uh, there's pictures. Be a picture. Of, there's there's at least I think there's at least two pictures of us now.
0: So and I want you guys to suggest outfits for me to try on.
1: As uh, if okay, here here's the thing: if Heath were a hipster pastor, what would he wear? So I need you to let us know what Heath should wear. So let Do us it. know. I don't care how you inform us.
0: Tell me how I can rock it.
1: Just let us know. Let us know what he needs to get. All right. So uh, Rich Wilkerson Jr., though, he's at a church called Vu Church, and it's in Miami, Florida. Um, they got the name from the, like, the last part of Rendezvous. That's where they came That's up with it. He actually is, uh, I believe he is uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West pastor. He married them. Another interesting thing, I I believe there was a uh, reality TV show. I don't know how long it lasted, and I don't know if it was specifically about his church or if it was just about him. I think it was Rich In or Rich And something. I don't know the name Hmm, of it. Interesting. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, So those guys are all friends. I put these in the group because I feel like they fit. I don't know if they're actually Justin Bieber's friends, but uh, the next one I put is Stephen Furtick. He is a pastor at Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, again, definitely I would, I think of as like a hipster pastor and, um,
0: yeah, and, I mean, I don't think he's as hipster as like the other guys, but I think, sure. I think he's definitely I like, I guess
1: I could see that. Yeah. He could,
0: but I think he's just beast mode. He,
1: he, his biceps are <laughs> like the size of my face. Literally. Uh, then the next guy is, uh, Levi Lusco at Fresh Levi. Life Church in Montana.
0: He's my, if I had to pick my favorite celebrity pastor right it'd now, him? it'd be Levi Lusco. It would be him. It would be Levi. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. You know who my favorite one would be? You're probably
0: going to say none, but go ahead. No, it would be
1: you as a hipster.
0: <laughs> if So take me as yeah. a celebrity pastor dressed as a hipster, yeah. and I would be your favorite? That would be my favorite. So basically none. I've, I was right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: <laughs> that's debatable. So the next one is, the next list is going to be the guys that made the celebrity pastor cool. I feel like I could have could have come up with a more creative name for this one, but so the first guy <laughs> in this list that I put was Louis Giglio, okay, um, at Passion City Church, uh, large church in Atlanta, famous for the Passion Conference. Yep, uh, Chris That's Tomlin I mean. and uh, Kristen Stanfill are famous worship leaders at that church. Um, next guy that I put down is Andy Stanley. Um, he made it cool to preach with no pulpit. Um, he preaches on like one scripture at a time. he only preaches on that, so that's kind of his thing. He's also really big into leadership. He talks a lot about leadership. He has a leadership podcast. Uh, next guy that i put down is Craig Rochelle at life.church. If I had a, if I had a mini
0: grouping, mm-hmm. if I can, if I can just take a mini grouping real quick, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hijack David's
1: groupings and McKeith's okay. groupings okay, go for it just one,
0: that's fine. one mini grouping and that would be Craig Rochelle and Stephen Furtick. Who, okay. Stephen Furtick, I think Craig Rochelle is Stephen Furtick's pastor.
1: Okay, I didn't he, know that. I think he
0: has said that before. Okay. And I would put them both in the beast mode. Beast mode pastor? Craig Rochelle's also pretty ripped.
1: Yeah, I think he. I think I've think i heard that, yeah.
0: Not as ripped as Stephen Furtick.
1: Right. Stephen Furtick's just... Yeah, he's a big guy. I mean, he's short. <laughs> Stephen Furtick is a short guy. Is he short? I think so. He look, I mean, He looks short. I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because he wears such long shirts. I'm, <laughs> such I'm not long sure.
0: shirts. It shortens his t- height. I don't know. I was, I don't know what I was going for.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He right. looks short to me, but his, maybe it's because he's, he's so wide in muscle. That yeah, he maybe. He looks short. I don't know. He could beat me up and all that. That's, I know. That's, that's, uh, I know. <laughs> but maybe not if you were dressed as a hipster. <laughs> maybe that would, that would fight your battles for you. I got the super greens in me. <laughs> <laughs> so the next guy I put down is Greg Surratt, at Seacoast Church, which is in South Carolina. I don't know this guy. So both of these guys, Craig Groeschel and Greg Surratt, they, um, they both made like multi-site church uh, really popular. And, um, and I think they also played a big role in the um, uh, streaming of churches. So like going to one site of a church. Uh, so you're at a church. So a multi-site church is like there's a main site of a church. And then it will have its, like, on, like, almost, like, branches, I guess you could say. And um, you may have a different pastor there, but you might be watching the main pastor speak on a screen, uh, like, being streamed from a different place. But I think these two guys, I think both of them played a pretty significant role in, in both of those things kind of being popularized. Um, I think I butchered that word. You did a little bit, but I was but, I going to let it slide. But will. <laughs> <but, but. laughs> Popularized. Popular I can't say either. I don't know. Forget it. It You know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) They made it they helped make it popular. Um so the next guy I put in this list uh, I don't know if I feel like he doesn't really fit the rest of these guys, and he might honestly fit better in the next group. But I wrote it here, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say his name is Joel Osteen because he's kind of old school, so he's been around for a while. Yeah,
0: he's definitely more old school.
1: He's been around for a while, and he's just kind of an old school guy in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you wanted to, I didn't put him on the list. If you had to think, Heath, <laughs> super old school uh, celebrity pastor, who was the OG. A celebrity pastor, who is it? I almost said Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Here it is, guys. Benjamin Franklin, first celebrity pastor first in America. Celebrity pastor. Oh no, he's like it, Graham.
0: Oh, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel actually bad that I couldn't think of that. So right.
1: Billy Graham, he would like he's like way older than these guys. So he, I mean, true. So like he would have been like even more old school. But um, and even Franklin Graham, his son, he's he's like he's he's not young anymore no. by any means. And Joel, um, I
0: think, I feel like Joel Olstein is, like, is, like, the younger version of ben, oh, Bender-
1: Benjamin <laughs> Franklin. Why <laughs> can I get that out of my head? What were, you, what were you trying to say?
0: I was trying to say that Joel Olstein is um, definitely, like, a younger version of... Billy Graham? Billy Graham. I... Not, really? Not, like... <laughs> not
1: theologically.
0: Well, not, like, um, crusade
1: types. Okay. Just kind of, like, an old school, like... Old school, like... Just, I could see that.
0: I don't actually I never listened to a message from Billy Graham. I'm gonna I, be honest with you guys, never done it. So I, I guess
1: I guess I could sort of maybe, see that.
0: Maybe he's not a happy pastor. However, I,
1: I would say that uh, message wise and like theology wise, very, very different. Okay, so not the same at all. But, Let's just
0: move on. It's you know, not the same. But
1: that's okay. That's all right, Heath. I appreciate the Benjamin Franklin <laughs> reference. Uh, so now we're gonna move on to the next group, word of movement slash super prosperity gospel. And I said super prosperity because a lot of these guys are already kind of prosperity gospel type people, um, especially Joel Osteen. He he'd probably fit just as well in this group. Um, but so prosperity gospel. Do you want to explain what a pros- what the prosperity gospel? is? Yeah.
0: So is? prosperity gospel is like a movement. Um, I don't think it's as popular today as it as it used to be. I would say this is probably really popular like in the '90s um, more so than yeah. anything. It's where the height of its popularity reached. But essentially, prosperity gospel is. Um, like a name it and claim it, I guess is what you can. It's kind of what you can boil it down to. I mean, that's that's reducing it a lot, but simply, basically, that your faith is enough to, if you ask God for anything with enough faith, you can receive that, and that can be health, like healing, that can be uh, material possessions, that can be money. A lot of times, it was a lot of people, which is why I have a big problem with it. Was a lot of people cir- circulated around like money and yeah. material possessions.
1: Yeah, there you can. There's definitely a lot of Uh, negative things that come from it like people being shamed for it getting sick and not not being able to be healed uh, through some sort of prayer and then people saying that it's their lack of faith or if your financial situation isn't great people saying well it's your lack of faith that you don't have money Um, but I'm sort of going to disagree that uh, I, I, I agree to some extent that it's not promoted quite like it used to be back in probably like the nineties or so, uh, or, or even earlier than that. It was really big thing and it was promoted uh, almost seems to me looking back on it. And from what I've read and, and, and seen it, it almost seems like, like everybody knew that this was like prosperity gospel that you were going to listen to when you went to one of these places. Um, or where you would see these like healings uh, happen, miraculous healings and stuff happen. So I would say I agree that that's not as popular but I would also say that I think a lot of these guys that we've already been talking about um, they may not preach or speak the, the same way that that uh, that like a Benny Hinn or somebody like that would but I think that, that a lot of it is very like I, I, think, I think that a lot of it has roots in, in prosperity gospel but um, so some of the guys here that I put down uh, some of the old school guys Kenneth, Kenneth Hagen, E.W. Kenyon these are like super old school uh, Joyce Meyer um, Benny Hinn who is uh, really popular uh, <clears throat> or used to be really popular he was, he was the guy that was really well known for going to he would have these really big uh, events uh, where he would speak and people would come up to the front that needed to be healed and he would like Throw his jacket or, like, and they would, um, yeah, and, they would and people be like, would, like,
0: be, yeah, yeah, I mean, they would fall would, over, and people
1: would, like, fall over or start speaking in tongues. What we would
0: consider slain in the spirit in the Christian, like, world, Christian right? Spectrum.
1: Or, or be healed of, of mm-hmm. certain things, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like controversy over whether people actually were healed. There, some people say that there were healings that happened, some people say there weren't. His, uh, his nephew actually recently over the past few years has come out uh, kind of saying some things about his experiences uh, growing up in that family and in, in his I guess church so if you're interested I don't remember his name but if you're interested in hearing some of his story um, he, he's actually spoken against uh, Benny Hinn um, in in some instances so if you're interested in hearing some of his story or experiences i'm sure if you just google benny Hinn nephew i'm you sure something it. will come up yeah
0: benny Hinn actually released a statement in regards yeah. to that where he all basically renounced the prosperity gospel he as well
1: he did he did say that and i listened to the statement it's i think it's about a four minute clip of him speaking about it um and we'll come back to that. I think what we're going to do is we're going to go through this list, and then we're going to go back and talk a little bit about each of them and some of our thoughts. But but we definitely need to uh, we need to come back to Benny Hinn uh, because I'm interested in talking about that. And actually Joyce Meyer, I read that she also uh, kind of renounced the prosperity gospel. I don't know how long ago that was, and I haven't I haven't heard her statement. But I but I read somewhere that someone saying that she also renounced it. Uh, so Bill Johnson the next one is Bill Johnson and pretty much all of the Jesus culture slash Bethel uh, church and in, in that movement so out in California there's a church called Bethel Church and uh, Jesus culture church kind of split off from that kind of that they're still like closely related but some of the people from that church kind of split off and started Jesus culture church so they're both in California or based in California but they have worldwide influence and um, in their worship team they have they have a bunch of worship leaders and musicians that have come out of that church i think they basically have their own like record label yeah and um and they actually like have films now yeah. they've done i know they've done at least one film hmm. um interesting uh next guy that i put on this list is a guy called uh, Creflo Dollar you know who that is yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Creflo. So Creflo, you, you guys go way back, right?
0: <laughs> I know, I know from high school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Creflo Dollar, he came out a few years ago and made the statement saying that uh, he he was telling his church that God told him that he needed sixty five million dollars uh, so that he could buy his own personal airplane. Um, so kind of an interesting guy, um, interesting figure. That is the uh, that's prosperity gospel at its it's old school prosperity gospel would, at its best. I would say so. So I'm gonna make a note right now. To come back to Benny Hinn and Creflo Dollar. So if we talk about nobody else in these in this specific group, we it's need to at least two. touch about these two guys. Yeah. Uh, next guy is Todd White. Do you know who that is? I don't. So Todd White is um, he's pretty well known right now. He's got long uh, dreadlocks. Um, he he's got an, a really interesting story, um, and he's friends with uh, Brian Head Wells from Corn. Um, they've done Oh okay, I know who he is. Oh you do? Okay. When okay.
0: you said that I know that he was tied together. I yeah. Think Brian
1: Yeah, well, Him and and Brian Welch are currently tied together. Okay. That's what you that's what you just said. I knew they're currently tied they... together somewhere. Now we don't a... know why or what's wrong. <laughs> you don't know. But they've been kidnapped and they're tied <laughs> together somewhere. Um Oh man. Uh next guy is Kenneth Copeland. Uh he's I've I've only heard uh well, I'll just go ahead and say kind of an opinion on him. I've only heard, like, not good things about this guy. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about him, but what I've heard can't be good. Uh, but basically just saying that, like, you are just like God and you are your own God. It's It hmm. didn't sound good. But, again, I, I haven't heard a lot of him. I've only heard just clips. So, I... Well, a
0: lot of pastors, like, that I've... They kinda like, no no not a lot, I should say, but there is a there is a segment of pastors who hold to the belief that you can attain perfection and you can become like Christ. Like a mini god. Because but not like a mini god like the, in that you should be worshipped as God, but like yeah. you can become like Christ. Like, you know, there's passages in the Bible that talk about, you know, that you can do the things that Christ can do if you have enough faith.
1: Sure. Um
0: sure. And so y- if you become, you can re- attain perfection and I've heard this pe- preached before, you can attain perfection and become like Christ. Yeah. Um, And so you basically then have the power of God. Like, right. And I don't know if they would say, I don't, I've never, I've never heard them publicly yeah, say yeah, like, yeah. you should be worshiped as a God or you are a God. Yeah. But you can become like God and then okay. you, you have his power.
1: Okay. I don't think I agree with that personally, but.
0: I don't agree with it.
1: But okay. But you know.
0: By teaching, I don't. Agree with yeah,
1: that. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and actually, uh, speaking of, since I said these two guys back to back, um, I believe Todd White actually I actually saw a video of Todd White saying that Kenneth Copeland is like his a mentor to him and like close friend, and he has like fully bought into Kenneth Copeland and his teachings. So that's an interesting thing too. Uh, so if you know, if you happen to be listening and know much about these guys, that may or may not mean anything to you at all. Um, so uh, then I'm going to go to my last list.
0: This is the last David group.
1: This is the last David group. And once we once we hit this one, then we're going to go and talk about some of our thoughts on each one of these. So this is what I call the got kicked out list. Okay. So these guys are. First guy is Mark Driscoll. He was at a church in, uh, in near Seattle called, called Mars Hill. Mars Hill Church. And if you don't know what it is, if you're interested, look it up. Mars Hill Church out of Seattle. It's broken up into several different churches now, but it completely imploded. And from what I've heard, I've listened to interviews of people that were at that church while it was going. Uh, but it sounds horrible. Um, he. From everything I've heard, he really bullied uh, a lot of the people that were there um that that worked for him um people left really hurt um, I've heard stories I, I listened to an interview with a lady who her husband was on staff at the church and she she said that she was like best friends with with his wife and uh after the church imploded um that that they just never heard another word from from the, the pastor and his wife. And these these were people that they were very, very, very close with and just like never heard another word after the church imploded. So really weird, interesting thing there. He also, uh, this wasn't like, I don't think this was even like the main issue in the church. I think the main issue was him just like treating people like garbage. Mm. But one of the things that came out around the time that it was imploding was that, so he wrote several books. And one of the books that he wrote uh, he, from my understanding, had the church buy uh, like a bunch of the books so that he could just get put on the bestsellers list, um, which is seems like a not cool thing to me. Um, and it seems, then, a little shady. it seems a little shady. If nothing else, uh, next guy I put on this list is Perry Noble, uh, who was at a church in South Carolina. And I'll say about him, um, one of the one of the there may not be a lot of positive. Out of what happened in his situation, but one of the positive things, it seems to me at least, is that most of these, most of the time, these celebrity pastors, they have such big influence that if something happens to them, if their church implodes, uh, if if something happens to them, the whole church is just gone and, and right and demolished. But with this guy,
0: which is a, that's, I think it's one of the downfalls of that culture. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. Um, I don't know what system they had in place. And I'm not even sure that this is a good thing, but it seems like might be a good thing. I don't know. Um, or at least they were aware enough, self-aware enough to have some sort of system put in place so that once he got kicked out of his church, which was for alcohol, he, he had some uh, alcohol issues uh, where he was just like, uh, he was an alcoholic previously and then he fell back into that after I think just, pro- it seemed like just some anxiety of, of probably just having a I'm sure it's the
0: pressure the of pressure, the yeah. pressure of mega church.
1: Absolutely. Um so once he got kind of booted out of his church there's from I, from what I heard last their church is still going. So I don't know if that's a positive or a negative but the others have imploded most of them do at least. Uh, so then the next guy is Jim Baker. Jim so, Baker. So if you don't know who Jim Baker is Um, That's probably a good thing, but, (laughs) but you should still look him up. So this guy and his name is, his last name is B-A-K-K-E-R. And, uh, if, if you don't know who he is, he was, he was a pastor and he was married. Uh, he, I believe he cheated on his wife, um, I think he got into legal trouble. I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure of the whole story. wouldn't surprise me. Um, strange guy, but he's now remarried and he has like a late night show. I don't know if it's a late night show but it looks like some weird late night show and it's um, it's basically like an end times type thing where they talk about the end of the world and selling buckets of food. yeah it's weird and if if you should just YouTube a guy named Vic Vic Berger. And Jim Baker, just look up those two two names. So Vic Berger, he like exaggerates videos and kind of makes it a little more dramatic by adding like sound and and like putting loops on things. But honestly, this guy doesn't need that. His stuff is w- weird enough, honestly. So it's weird, yeah, for sure. So, but if you believe in that stuff. Good for you. Um, so the next <laughs> guy I put on this list is Jimmy Swaggart. Also had a, has a really weird story. I don't know all of his story, so I'm not going to speak about him too much, but also kind of an interesting figure. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of these groups, and then we're going to uh, going to wrap it up for this episode yeah, for so the part one. So
0: We'll call this Rapid Fire.
1: Rapid Fire. Go ahead. So Rapid Fire. So what do you want to say about we'll, – we'll go to the celebrity uh, – or sorry, the uh, – the hipster group The hipster group That, hipster, hipster group that Justin, I renamed it Justin Biebs BFS And that's what we'll uh, call
0: it Are you a believer? Because I am I <laughs> <laughs> Actually I don't listen To Justin Bieber's music But anyway Um. So I mean this group here I think that like I don't know I don't really have Much of an opinion I do okay. enjoy I will say that I en- do Enjoy some of their preaching Um. Definitely I, I, People that I listen to Out of this is like Carl Lentz uh, Levi Lesko um, I used to listen to A lot of Stephen Furtick's Messages but um those are the two that I probably listen to most nowadays is Carl Linton, and Levi Lusko. And honestly, like I think that sometimes they get a bad rap. I think that they are definitely like, you know, well, I, maybe not so much for Levi Lusko, um, but I get, you know, kind of like a, a happy vibe from them. Like where they're just trying to be very, like very hurrah, hurrah type, very positive, very positive. Yeah. Some people would say that they water down the gospel um, and they don't preach, the gospel because yeah. they're they're trying to reach a generation that the gospel's not cool and so they try to sure. just be like they try to sugarcoat it yeah i don't necessarily think that's the case um but yeah that's just my yeah there's there's a fine
1: line and i don't know where that line is um yeah. and I, I i i hear perspectives on both sides and i can i can agree with both in some in some instances that's my quick takeaway um i think definitely in, in i think in part two I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit more in depth about Stephen furtick so i won't share any opinions here uh, so then I'm going to go just to the guys that made Celebrity Pastor cool. I don't really have a whole lot to say about these guys. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that like, so some of these guys definitely accomplished a lot, I think in church culture. So I think you have like Andy Stanley is, you know, he can be known as the father of the small group, um, where, you know, his church really launched the small group movement, not saying that they were the, uh, you know, not necessarily calling them the original small so group that's church, like,
1: but in a lot of old school churches, you have like where you'll show up to, like, a Sunday school-type class with people around your age or something similar to that, and you'll have a more intimate setting where you get to know people, and then you'll have, like, your regular worship setting. But But in a lot of the modern churches, you don't have that. You've got your regular worship setting, but then throughout the week somewhere, you'll have what they call, like, a small group. Some people... Call it a connect group or a life, life group. group yeah. It it has different different names at different places, but sometimes they're done it done at churches, but sometimes they're done at um like at people's homes, and it's mm-hmm. just people getting together and and talking. Um, so that that's that. So uh, then the word of movement prosperity gospel. Some of these guys aren't necessarily pastors. Some of them are more like televangelists or evangelists. More so than anything, yeah. I mean, so this group here, I think that like I don't
0: have a ton of experience with. Um, Joyce Meyer, as of late though, has had some really good like, uh, like clips that I've heard from her sermons that like Relevant has tweeted out. Yeah. Where she's just, I think she's kind of transformed like her views on a lot of things, and I I personally think that you know right now like she's um, yeah she's she's has some good insight. Um, so I definitely encourage you to listen to Joyce Meyer a little bit more like more recent stuff. Um, this group here well, I, so I went to before I went to uh, school and got my bachelor's degree I went to like a ministry school mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't for like a degree or anything like that it was just like a, a certificate of completion type thing at a church right. that in in back in Massachusetts and this was the group that they like heavily relied on for teaching so like a lot of books I read a lot of like, Kenneth Copeland books I read a lot of um, Kenneth Hagen books um, in that school um, I definitely would consider that church probably a, a more of a prosperity gospel church yeah Um me, I don't know. If, I don't know if so much now, but they were definitely like there was a time when they were heavily relying on that, um, which again I don't fully agree with. Yeah. Um, not saying that your faith can't accomplish things. I think yeah. that you know you can't have faith and it can't accomplish things. But yeah. I think that like you shouldn't be shamed if for your faith, you know, if you don't have enough. In yeah. quotes. So.
1: So you wouldn't necessarily say that that's what you believe is is the the exact right thing, but you would say one hundred percent that you are definitely a follower of Benny Hinn and you <laughs>
0: <laughs> 100 100 I am on I am on Benny
1: Hinn's so Benny Hinn the, um, his team so I wanted to talk really briefly on him renouncing the prosperity gospel look I think that it's cool that he's saying this if if that's a genuine thing if, if this is like the conviction that he's come to which I, I think I, I think it's a good thing that he would say this I think that it's a positive and good thing but I do just want to say that Man, how convenient is it to do it now? I mean, the guy's like he's he's set for life now. He could completely stop his ministry and and just be set for life. And uh it just seems like a really convenient time to do it. He also said that for for a while now that he's wanted to say something and he hasn't. And it just seems like man, how convenient to do it now. Like it it would it seems like it would have been really hard to have done it back then. And so I give him props for doing it now. I think that it's cool that he's doing it at all. It just seems to me like man it would have been really helpful if you had stopped this years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I it, from an outsider's perspective for sh- perspective for sure, like it looks like a convenient time to do things. I don't necessarily know his heart, so like, That's true. Comment we don't on know it, what's going but, on. But but yeah, no I could totally see how yeah. like, definitely that perspective is there.
1: Yeah, we don't know what really happened behind the scenes, but just from looking at it when I saw the news, I thought this sounds like a really cool thing, but but yeah. here's the caveat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Creflo dollar, um, the $65 million airplane. Come on, buddy. Come on.
0: I mean, look, I, I, I don't really know much to say on this. I just, it's, it's, it's these types of like, um, messages and, and things that you hear from God that I question a lot. And again, it's all outside perspective. I don't know this guy personally. Um, and I'm not trying to say that he doesn't hear from God, but I just, I just, in my, belief and faith just I doubt that God's going to be like here's a 60 you need you need a 65 million dollar private aircraft
1: Uh, it seems to me like it would be more like God would be like I'm going to provide you a way to get this not like I need you to go and promote this and tell everybody to give you this money because I'm I'm demanding you to get a 65 million dollar airplane because you need it that just right
0: that's how I think God works I think if God's going to provide you with something he's going to just make it happen I don't think I don't honestly think there's ever a time where God's going to be like, go demand that everyone that that follows you give you X amount of money so that you can afford to buy a $65 million. Investment. Are
1: you saying that that people should not do that? People should not I demand mean, people to give them money I, in order to follow yes. them?
0: I don't think there should ever be a demand. Then think, what is our
1: friendship? That's what you asked me to do when we became friends.
0: Listen, and you still haven't delivered, so... <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> That's because you
1: expected money, but we actually became friends. We actually became friends. <laughs> um, so... Then the last uh, list that was the kicked out list um, I think I'm gonna talk a little bit more probably about this kind of uh, or, or my concern with with this group or people getting to this group uh, probably in, in part two okay do you have any any quick notes you want to say on that though no I'll just i I'll think I'll hold them for I'll hold them for part two sounds good I think that that, that that's a, a really important thing to talk about. And I think that one might be may end up being a little more juicy, or episode where we talk about some of the issues and not such great things with uh, the celebrity pastors and celebrity churches. But we're gonna wrap it up for now for this episode, and uh, yeah, be tuned in. I I believe next week we're gonna be doing a different episode. We're not gonna do part two next week uh, because I think we have something more important to talk about in the meantime uh, that we that we really felt like needed to be touched on sooner than later. Uh, but I think there's going to be about two episodes that are going to come out, and then the third episode from now. You'll be, get part two of this. Will be part two of this is, is what the plan is right now.
0: Yeah, and this part one was really just to set the stage of what we were going to be talking about, kind of set the stage of like some of the key players in the celebrity culture, celebrity pastor, mega church movement, um, which I think is what we wanted to accomplish. So, uh, stick around for that, guys. Also, uh, you know, continue to follow us on uh, or or follow us if you haven't done so already on Instagram at Taboo Church Pod or on Facebook. You can like our page, Taboo Church Podcast. Um, shout out to us leave us feedback tell us what you want us to be talking about you know interact with us we love to hear we love to hear from you guys and um, yeah I think that kind of wraps things up so for uh, for Taboo Church Podcast
1: (laughs) this is this is Heath and this is David please send us that 65 million dollars because we need we need that plane bad right now have a good week guys